You're listening to Esotech Podcast, the podcast for professional astrologers, brought to you by Astro Gold, high precision, easy to use software that leading global astrologers use and recommend. Hosted by pioneering Sagittarius Stephanie Johnson, who brings 30 years of industry experience to the show. Hi, I'm Stephanie Johnson. Welcome to the Esotech Podcast, the podcast for professional astrologers about all things astrology. I'm the host of the podcast as well as the director of Esoteric Technologies, the company behind AstroGold and SolarFire software. Today I'm going to talk about how to get started in SolarFire. I'm going to cover the SolarFire story and how to get started and some user options. If you listened to the first podcast, you may have heard some of the beginning of uh, the Esoteric Technologies story and also how SolarFire got started. Programmer Graham Dawson and myself were studying astrology with Bernadette Brady and Darren Gunsberg of Astrologos back in Adelaide. We were also studying esoteric astrology with the University of the Seven Rays. And as we were making progress through our studies, we realised that there really wasn't anything that was available for the new upcoming Windows operating system. So we began with the basics. Many hours were spent discussing how to design this new and as yet unnamed astrology program. We really wanted it to be simple, easy to use and in a way familiar because at that time Windows was new. So we wanted people to experience the new and exciting environment of Windows but at the same time feel that solar fire was not completely alien. Gradually the design and the structure emerged and the name came to me in a meditation and we were on our way. So now you have SolarFire in its ninth version, many years later. And today I want to talk about how do you get started in SolarFire. Some of you will of course have had SolarFire for quite some time and this might be too basic for you. On the other hand, those of you who do want to hear about how to get started, you may either like to listen to this podcast and just let yourself be immersed in the information and worry about the details later. Or you could sit down and have your solar fire in front of you. It's up to you. Either way, I think this will be of benefit. It's always exciting when a new software package arrives and you can install it onto your computer. It's a bit like I remember in the old days at school where you got all your new books and your new rulers and pencils and all of that. It was always a a great time. When you first get SolarFire and you've installed it either via download, CD or USB, I believe the best way to get started to click on the icon, open your SolarFire and just play for a little while. We're going to go through some basic display options etc but I think the best way is to perhaps go to chart new, enter your chart details, create a new chart, see what the chart looks like, Just follow the bouncing ball really. You can't really break SolarFire. The main thing that we are always talking about is backing up your chart files. So back up, back up, back up. If you have your chart files you can always get a copy of SolarFire from your retailer again. So play around, have a look at the on-screen interpretations, create new charts, save charts, do all of that. But of course once you've done that you start to think aha This isn't set up exactly how I want it to be. We've designed SolarFire so that it begins and that you can create charts, you can do things and you can get going and feel that you're actually making some progress. But of course once you've stopped, 
you want to get things set up exactly how you like to. I always think it's a bit like getting into a new home and you want to set up your wardrobe with your shirts and your skirts and your jumpers or whatever it is all in the right place. So with Solar Fire you want to get your main screen looking correct, you want to make sure that your clock is correct and you want to make sure that you have the displayed points that you always would like. So that's what we're going to look at now. There are a few features in Solar Fire that are set to the current time. For instance, if you go into New Chart and click on Now, you'll get the current time. If you go into Transits and click on Now, you'll get the current date. This relies on your computer's internal clock. So you want to make sure that in Windows, in your systems, you've actually chosen the correct date and time, including the daylight saving if the Windows has not already done it for you. However, on the main screen of SolarFire, you'll also see that SolarFire has a constantly updated display of the current ascendant and midheaven, which is not just reliant on the time, but also on your location, wherever you are based. When you first install SolarFire, this place is probably not set to the location where you currently live, unless you live in Adelaide or Brewster or wherever it's been set to. So we recommend that you set the current place to the location where you are currently living so that your display, Descendant and Midheaven will be correct for your own location. Solify also uses the current place that you set as a first guess whenever you choose to relocate a chart to a new location. So if this is set to your current location, then this guess will probably be correct, and this will save you from having to enter a new location all the time. To set the current place, click on the Place panel of the Date and Place status bar. If your current location is one that is already listed in the list of favourite places, then select it. Otherwise, click on the Add button to open the atlas and either find your location or enter a new location. Once your location appears on the list of favourite places and select the Set as Default button, you can then click on the OK button to return to the main screen. So the location shown in the status bar at the top of the main screen will now show the newly saved location. If you're a working an astrologer, then one of the things you probably want to look at as well is the complements text. Many of the chart and grid pages printed from Solarfire contain some text placed in a corner of the page that gives the name and address of your software supplier. However, you don't want that necessarily, you want your own. So you can alter this text to display your own name and address, your company name and address, or anything you wish really. So to change the complements text, Select the Edit Settings item from the Preferences menu on the main screen. Select the Complements tab and then you will have six lines of text that you can freely edit. When you click on the OK button, any charts that are consequently printed will display the new edited complements text. And this text will also be permanently retained by Solarfire for future sessions. The next thing is to look at chart options. And pretty much the most important one of these, and one I get asked about all the time, is how do I display or change the points that are displayed in a chart? So, for instance, some people might like to display errors, some people might not. So let's look at choosing planets and points to display. It's possible to select a set of display planets and points which will be used as your basic setting each time you calculate and display your chart. You can, as I said before, create your own set of displayed planets and points or select the list supplied in Solar Fire. So from the main screen, 
Select the chart that you wish to use from the list of calculated charts. Choose the current charts displayed points option from the chart options menu. You can also right hand click over that chart and you'll see the current charts displayed points option pop up. Select the file from the list of file names. So for instance you might choose Plan and Chirp which is Planets and Chiron. All the points in this file in the left hand side, on the left hand side in the selected points list box are considered to be switched on whereas those obviously on the other side, unselected points, are considered to be switched off and they won't be used when that file is selected. So you may want to switch on a single chart point so for instance you might want to put the part of fortune across from the right to the left so that in future it will be displayed on all of your charts. To switch on a single chart point which is in the unselected list, click on a point on the unselected points list or use the arrow key to highlight a point and then use the enter key. You'll see some quick select options on the right hand side as well which take all the planets, all the asteroids etc over from one side to another. Obviously to unselect or to take a point off the list you click it from the left to the right or you select the one on the left and click enter. Saying this in a podcast sounds a little bit like that old, was it Abbott and Costello who did Who's on What Base? But actually, it's not that complicated, and once you get in there, you will see what I'm talking about. Once you've selected and sorted out your displayed points, you might want to look at your aspects. Edit an aspect file, you choose Aspect Set from the Chart Options menu. In this instance, because we're getting started, we're going to choose Aspect Set Planets. You will see a file management screen pop up. From here you select the file that you want to edit and then you click on the edit button and this will display, logically, the edit aspect set screen. The box on the left of the screen contains a list of all the aspect names that are currently available. Those aspect names that have a plus mark are the aspects that are currently switched on so that it is possible to see at a glance which aspects are included in this set. The symbol for the currently selected aspect is displayed in the glyph box and the orb angles relating to this aspect are displayed in editable boxes and that's quite um, a good thing to remember that they are editable. The colour used to display the aspect line and glyph for the standard aspects is whatever is defined in the currently selected aspect colour set. Turning the aspects on and off is as simple as clicking on enable or disable and to change the orb applying and separating, you can do this by simply typing in a different orb in your box, in your editable box. Just remember to save when you go out. This brings me to another important point. Solarfire has a few options under preferences for saving settings. You want to make sure that save settings on exit is turned off, or at least that's my personal preference, because every time you change something in Solarfire, it will save it as you exit the program. Much better to consciously, I think, make the savings that we've just done and save settings. So after you've done all this, save settings and the aspect set and the planet set, etc., that you have now created will come up every time you come into Solar Fire. These are just a few of the getting started things that I wanted to introduce today. As you can see, there are a plethora of features in Solar Fire and we will certainly be exploring some of them through this series of podcasts. But now you have enough to open up Solar Fire and get started. 
If you need further help or you'd like to join one of our, well, I call them support groups, we have a Facebook, Astro Gold and Solar Fire group and pages that you can like. I run Instagram Esoteric Technologies and Seeing With Stars and also Twitter. If you would like to purchase a product on our website, please use the special code ESOTECHPODCAST19, that's with a capital E and a capital P, and you will receive a discount. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to esotechpodcast.com, brought to you by Astro Gold, high-precision, easy-to-use software that leading global astrologers use and recommend. Want to learn more about how Astro Gold can support you? Go to www.esotech.com.au.